Hi, everyone. This is Peter Chotti of Creative Media, creativemedia.biz, giving your, your weekly five-minute NFT litigation update. Why does litigation matter to you in the NFT world? Because the rules of the game are being established right now by the major cases, and here they are. Case number one, Friel versus Dapper Labs. This is one of the most closely followed cases in the world of NFTs. Buyers of NBA Top Shot Moments, NFTs linked to video clips of NBA highlights, sued the maker of those NFTs, Dapper Labs, claiming that Dapper was selling unregistered securities. The breadth of issues of this makes this one very important to a broad swath of NFTs. And Dapper Labs, the most recent status is that they filed a motion to dismiss the litigation on August 31st, claiming that basketball cards are not securities. My thoughts? Buyers of these NFTs had no issue with them when markets were good and NFT prices kept going up. As they came down, they had expected a sure thing. Let's see what the courts decide. Case number two, Hermes versus Mason Rothschild. This is a critical case for all brands to follow and understand. High-end fashion brand Hermes sued artist Mason Rothschild for infringement based on the artist's creation of Meta Birkins, digital versions of their famed Birkin handbags that were used for the metaverse. Rothschild asserted a First Amendment artistic relevance exception, and the litigation continues in this regard. You know, my thoughts are that this brings back memories of Andy Warhol's famous Campbell Soup can artwork, where there's no litigation in that case because Campbell Soup loved the fact that Andy Warhol was doing this. Now, in this case, these are there's going to be some limits that are set because you can't have artistic expression, which I absolutely believe in, swallow up the entire realm of infringement. So there will be some guardrails that are put on it. So stay tuned. I'll give you updates. Case three, Yuga Labs versus Ryder Rip. This is a fascinating infringement case filed by the creator of Bored Apes against a self-proclaimed satirist who created and sold virtual exact digital replicas of the same Bored Apes. He had called his use, a fair use for a variety of reasons of satire and protest. protest. Litigation continues with procedural issues. My thoughts, these are virtually identical. And whether the, the buyer was aware that they were actually designated differently is very unclear. But in my crystal ball tells me that there will be infringement found here. There will be some limits to this fair use defense. Case number four, Nike versus StockX. This case focuses on trademark-related claims of likelihood of confusion butting up against the so-called first sale doctrine. In this case, StockX operates an online resale platform that sells NFT pictures of actual Nike shoes. Nike claimed infringement, but StockX raised the first sale defense, claiming that each NFT image is linked to that actual pair of Nike shoes and simply authenticates it. Litigation continues, so that's the current status. Resolution of the novel questions here are difficult to predict, but my thoughts are that if the court finds that StockX intentionally tried to mislead customers into believing that there was some kind of alignment with Nike on these sales, then it will find some kind of infringement. Okay, those are the active litigations. Just recently, there were a couple major NFT cases that settled. Most importantly, Miramax versus Tarantino, where the studio famed auteur, motion picture auteur, Quentin Tarantino, for selling NFTs based on his actual script pages for the iconic film Pulp Fiction that you and I know and love. They claimed that Tarantino had granted the studio all NFT rights. Tarantino had announced plans to sell his NFTs of digital scans of his handwritten pages of his screenplay. He had granted most of the rights to the studio when he sold it, but reserved the right of, quote, screenplay publication, close quote. Miramax claimed copyright infringement, saying that his NFTs did not fall within those reserves rights because they had broader language that they had they had expressly picked up all rights that are not expressly specified, but 
in all media now or hereafter known. In any event, the litigation was settled. Terms of the settlement are, are confidential, so we don't know exactly what happened. But here's the my thought. My thought is that everybody who's drafting language related to NFTs, whether you are the NFT seller or the NFT buyer or the rights buyer or rights seller, need to anticipate all future technologies, not just NFTs, because technology will continue to evolve. So that's the trick, anticipating writing broadly. And then the second case that just settled, Jay-Z's Rockefeller Records versus Damon Dash. This was an important one that people followed. Dash co-founded Jay-Z's record label, Rockefeller Records, and sold an NFT that promised to give the buyer Dash's purported share of ownership in Jay-Z's first album, together with all future earnings. Rockefeller sued, claiming that Dash, yes, he was co-label owner, but owned no rights in the album itself. Settlement was in June, and essentially Dash agreed with Rockefeller's position. So there it is. There's my five-minute NFT litigation legal update. Expect these every day. My newsletter, go to nftlegalupdate.com, uh, nftlegalupdate.com. You'll see all my weekly newsletters. They come out Monday morning. I'll also be doing this oral version and sending it around. Feel free to pass it out. And send me your thoughts at peter at creativemedia.biz. If I'm missing any litigation, send them my way. If you have any thoughts, send them my way. If you like this, don't like it, but pass it on to other people and we'll take it from here. And happy NFTing, I'm a believer.